switching to 2024, we really think that broadening is going to continue. Um, we are still positive on cyclical growth sectors, discretionary technology, communication services. Uh, but we really think a lot of the upside potential this year is going to come from cyclical value sectors. So financials, industrials, materials, uh, even energy. Um, so some of the laggards from last year, they underperformed a bit. We think those can be pretty strong this year and there's a lot of upside potential. On this episode of Early Bird, Kendall Dilley, Portfolio Manager at Vineyard Global Advisors. Kendall joins the podcast today to talk about the stock market in 2024, including the top sectors investors should watch. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Kendall, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining, Kendall. Today, we're going to give a sector outlook for 2024. Investors really want to hear what you have to say about the different sectors in the market for this year. But before we get to that, Kendall, in about 30 seconds or less, um, how would you describe your background and experience to the audience? Yeah, so... Um, I'm currently a portfolio manager for Vineyard Global Advisors. Uh, we're an investment management firm. We manage roughly $500 million in total assets right now. Uh, in terms of my background, I went to uh, my undergrad. It was in accounting. Mm-hmm. I was a business analyst for a few years after college. I uh, moved to Chicago and worked for a trading firm for a few years. And then I uh, came back to Colorado and got hooked up with Vineyard. And I've been here for about seven years now. Um, I have my CFA and CMT credentials, and yeah, I started as an investment analyst here and have worked my way up to portfolio manager. Fantastic. Congrats um, on your experience and what you've done. And and so here we are, 2024. We're going to take a look at the different sectors. Um, Kendall, if you could summarize your overall sector outlook for the year, if you could put put it on a bumper sticker, what, what would that say? Uh, I I would say sector broadening in 2024 would probably be the the quick bumper sticker in terms of our outlook. Um, I think it helps to frame where we're at with 2024 by just kind of looking at what happened in 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a good year for the markets on the surface level. You look at the S&P 500, it was up 26%. The NASDAQ 100 was up 55%. So you see that. And you think, oh, yeah, good year for U.S. equities. Um, if you dig down underneath the surface, the market was pretty narrow. Uh, a lot of the performance and returns were dominated by cyclical growth sectors, specifically technology, communication services, and consumer discretionary. Um, those sectors were really, really strong. Actually, through 
uh, the end of October, specifically October 27th, they were the only three sectors up on the year. Everything else was negative. Um, so the last two months of the year, we saw a lot of broadening in the market, uh, which was really good. We saw a lot better participation from all sectors uh, during November and December. We actually had real estate and financials leading uh, during those last two months of the year. And I think it, every sector was positive during those two months. Uh, most were up 10 to 20 percent. Um, so you saw a really good broadening in the market in terms of sector performance to end of the year. Uh, so switching to 2024, we really think that broadening is going to continue. Um, we are still positive on cyclical growth sectors, discretionary technology, communication services. Uh, but we really think a lot of the upside potential this year is going to come from cyclical value sectors. So financials, industrials, materials, uh, even energy Um so some of the laggards from last year, they underperformed a bit. We think those can be pretty strong this year, and there's a lot of upside potential. And even defensives, defensive sectors, healthcare, utilities, consumer staples, they lagged a lot last year. Um, we think they can they can have a good year this year and participate strongly too. Mm, interesting. So so that's what you mean by broadening. It's going to be more of a balanced look at the sectors this year in terms of performance instead of two or three dominating and having such a big gap between them and the other sectors you're uh, projecting an outlook where it'll be more balanced where there might be some winners and might be some losers but it sounds like the gap between them won't be as great as it was the year before does that sound about right yeah absolutely Uh, a lot a lot broader participation and more balanced participation from all the sectors not so concentrated and just a few a few growth sectors. Interesting. Um, let's talk about some of the sectors right now that you mentioned that you're a bit more bullish on this year. Uh, finance, for example, you said that you're hopeful about what could, could be in finance this year. Um, I'd love to hear from you about why you think finance and the financial sector could have a good year. And also on that note, are you concerned about any more relapses in terms of regional or community banks potentially facing um, challenges in 2024 similar to what we saw in 2023 with silicon valley bank and some of the other banks uh yeah starting with that obviously that's one of the big negatives for financials uh commercial real estate issues still exist and it's still a problem a lot of a lot of the smaller regional banks have a lot of exposure we just saw that even last week with new york city new york city bank corp um they reported earnings reported a pretty big loss on earnings and a huge increase in the provisions for loan losses uh, tied to a few big loans in commercial real estate. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, that's still a big risk for financials and that has the potential to flare up again this year. Um, I'd say I, there's probably still more dominoes to fall in that area. So uh, that's definitely in terms of the cons for financials this year, that's, that's a big risk. Mm-hmm. But you, you pretty bullish. What, what, what excites you about the sector this year? Yeah, we're bullish. Um, our sector models are really bullish on financials. Uh, again, cyclical value it wasn't as strong last year, and we've seen it firm up a lot. Um, we still think valuations are pretty reasonable. The technical picture for a lot of financials for XLF and a lot of the individual names has improved a lot. Um, it, it looks like they have decent upside potential at this point. Uh, still well below the highs that, that we saw in 2022, so still seems like there's a decent amount of room to run. Interesting, yeah. It definitely could be a sector to watch in terms of potential outbreak in the year, depending on how maybe interest rates play out, things like that. Um, you also 
mentioned energy as an area you might be excited in. And I'm curious why energy? Um, and are there any particular segments within energy that you're more excited about than others? Yeah, again, energy was another another sector that that lagged last year. I think 2023 performance ended up down uh, 60 bips for XLE. So there seems like there is a lot of mean reversion potential in energy in 2024, especially if we don't uh, we don't see a recession this year. Uh, it, it, it seems like a sector that can do well. Um, again, our sector models are are picking up on some strength in energy and improving. Um, in terms of the year, energy typically it's a little bit weak to start the year. The seasonality usually picks up more towards the April April time frame. So we're a little a little mixed on it right now. But we think once we get a little bit further into year into the year, it has the potential to to strengthen a lot and have a pretty solid year. Um, mm-hmm. Just in terms of uh, broader picture, uh, the U.S. Uh, petroleum reserve has been depleted so that needs to be refilled that's gonna that's gonna be a pretty big tailwind for a lot of energy companies um and just a lot of these companies are really shareholder friendly um they do a lot of dividends a lot of share buybacks um so that's another positive catalyst for a lot of those names absolutely and to your point april you know i'm sure demand starts to pick up especially with more travel and that would result in higher demand for oil. Um, generally speaking, oil prices have, have remained steady, slightly lower so far in 2024. Are you still confident that energy will have a good year? And are you also looking at green energy as a potential place to be excited about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, green energy is a really, really exciting area right now. Um, a lot of those companies got really stretched in terms of valuations uh, heading into 2022 and 2023. Um, but we've seen a lot of those those names have pretty significant pullbacks. And a lot of those stretch valuations have really been reset and the technicals have really been reset. So I think renewable energy, clean energy is a really interesting area. Oh, absolutely. Um, but even though are you, are you concerned with some demand issues with with green energy, you know, um, especially I know we're, we're getting into transportation a bit with with this, but in terms of like EV demand decreasing throughout 2023, uh, are, are you confident that that maybe rebound, we rebound some point in the year? Yeah, I think it has the potential to rebound. Um, it, it's a new area. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of ebb and flows on the, on the way to to having more electric vehicles out there. Um, but I definitely think it, we're kind of having a little ebb right now, but definitely see the potential for it to rebound later in the year, maybe next year, um, be serve as a tailwind for a lot of those, those companies. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Kendall about the technology sector and if there are any sectors of the stock market that may struggle this year. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. 
So, Kendall, today we're talking about the 2024 stock sector outlook, and we've talked about energy and financials a little bit right now. I want to get into technology stocks, um, obviously a big focus for many investors out there. Um, 2023 was all about those magnificent seven stocks that really led the way for the technology sector. Um, what do you think's going to happen to this sector in 2024? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, obviously, technology had a huge year last year. Uh, XLK ETF was up 56%. It was the top sector of the year. It had a really big run. Um, we're still positive on it, on technology. Our, our sector models are still bullish on it. Um, I think AI is a huge, huge thing. And I think we're still in the early stages of it, the AI boom and all the potential that it has. So I think that'll continue to serve as as a really great tailwind for the technology sector. Um, but on the negative side, it, it, we're starting the year very overbought on a lot of technology stocks, a lot of optimism. So it, it's definitely setting up for a moderation, at least from the big, big gains we saw last year. I still think tech has a good year. Um, and hopefully it, it kind of it broadens out to some of the non-mag seven, magnificent seven names and is a little bit broader base, but um, yeah, I think tech still has a great year. I don't think it's going to be 56% gains this year, but I think it can have a strong year and kind of slow down the pace of those gains, but, but still trend higher. Interesting. You know, one of the big factors, as you know, Kendall, is going to be interest rates. Um, right now, the market still believes that by the end of Q2, we will see interest rate cuts, uh, you know, arrive and with lower interest rates, that's good for certain uh, sectors such as technology. Um, has that already been priced in to technology, though? And, and what happens if inflation doesn't slow down and, and interest rates are expected to be higher for, for longer? Would that sort of impact your outlook of the technology sector in 2024? Yeah, absolutely. If we see if we see a big reacceleration and inflation this year, we see interest rates going back higher. Um, that's going to be a huge headwind for the technology sector. Uh, valuations are already pretty stretched for a lot of a lot of names in tech. So if, if you see interest rates going back, I think they peaked the ten year peaked out at five percent right around there last year. If we see interest rates really cranking back to the upside, that's definitely going to it's going to be a big headwind for technology and all of the cyclical growth sectors, tech, communication services and consumer discretionary names, all the growth year, higher valuation stocks and sectors. Um, that'll definitely be problematic. Oh, yeah, that that would definitely be an issue. Um, you mentioned healthcare earlier in our conversation. Obviously, healthcare stocks, for the most part, had a bad year unless you had unless you were a company that produced the. Uh, a weight loss drug or something like that. Um, what what do you expect for the sector this year? A rebound is one thing, but but how much higher do you think it's going to get this year, if any, if it's going to get higher at all? Yeah, um, d- healthcare is another sector that that lagged last year. I think it was up two point one percent for twenty twenty three. It was actually the fifth widest margin on record that healthcare trailed the S and P five hundred. So but from that standpoint, we think there's a lot of mean reversion potential in healthcare this year. Um, nice. Probably more of a late first half, second half, early second half trade. Um, you typically get, especially in an election year, 
you get kind of uh, a defensive risk off rotation towards the end of the first half, beginning of the second half as the election gets closer. There's a lot of election jitters and fears about how it's going to come out. Uh, the outcome of the election is going to be. Um, so I think that time period could be when we see a, a lot more strength in healthcare. But in general, it's, I would say there's a lot of mean reversion potential for healthcare names this year, given given how much it lagged last year. Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens with healthcare this year. And an interesting point you brought up about what happens in election years to the healthcare sector. Um, we talked a lot so far, Kendall, about sectors that might do well. I, I wanted to take a second to talk about sectors that you feel might struggle this year and maybe investors may want to stay away from. Are there any that come to mind? You know, I would say overall, we are not really bearish on any specific sector. I, I think it's just a matter of where the most upside this year is on a sector level. Again, cyclical growth sectors had a huge year last year. Consumer discretionary, communication services, tech, um, they had huge runs. And we're seeing this broadening in the markets take great place. Um, so I would say uh, definitely not bearish on any of those three sectors, but I would say the gains are going to moderate a lot this year. And I, I would say there's a lot more upside potential in some of the cyclical value sectors, energy, financials, industrials, materials, and even some of the defensive sectors. Nice. And uh, going away from sectors, looking at different you know, sizes of companies. Is, is this a year that we might see a comeback for small caps? What do you think? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. It, again, it fits with the broadening theme uh, that we're pretty focused on right now. Uh, small caps, mid caps, the average stock last year underperformed significantly. Um, so we, we think that uh, we see a rebound in small caps and mid caps and the average stock this year. And that's a really healthy development uh, in terms of the health of the market and the longevity potential of this current bull market. Nice. Um, Kendall, what, what advice would you have to investors out there, especially retail investors, uh, maybe retail investors who might be newer to the market? Um, what advice would you give to them about the market this year, especially as it relates to all of these different sectors that you've talked about? Yeah, I would say having a balanced approach this year, uh, really playing the broadening potential. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity in some of the growth areas, but they had big runs last year. I think that's going to moderate a lot. I would, I would really have a balanced kind of equal weight approach to their portfolios this year and look to really diversify amongst a lot of cyclical value sectors and still some exposure to cyclical growth, but um, I think there's there's a lot more upside potential in some of these other areas uh, this year. So interesting. And, and for those investors who maybe don't want to pick individual stocks, you know, ETFs, uh, mutual funds out there, those are still good options to target these set different sectors, right? Yeah, absolutely. Even I would say this year, instead of investing in a spy uh, cap weighted S and P uh, ETF, looking to do uh, like RSP ETF, an equal weighted. S&P 500 ETF for this year um, probably makes a lot more sense. Interesting. Uh, real quick, could you maybe define for what that means for the audience in terms of an equal weighted fund? Yeah, so the S&P 500 is cap, cap weighted so that the size of the individual companies has an outsized impact um, on, on the S&P 500 and an ETF like SPY uh, versus an equal weighted um, ETF is going to kind of neutralize neutralize the impact of some of those huge mega cap 
uh, tech names and just mega cap names. Interesting. So that's definitely, you know, one strategy to keep in mind for 2024, especially as we look at all these sectors. Um, Kendall, thank you so much for sharing your insights on the Early Bird podcast today about the different sectors in the market in 2024 and what investors need to know. Before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question for you, Kendall, and it's the most important question for uh, our discussion today. That question for you, Kendall, is if you were ever going to sail around the world, what would be the name of your boat? Oh, that's a good question. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> um, well, my last name is Dilly. So given the recent uh, fame from the Dilly Dilly commercials, I think I would go with Dilly Dilly. <laughs> good name. Good, good, good name for a boat. Thank you again to Kendall Dilly for sharing your insights on the stock market. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.